Welcome to Edification. Enjoy and be blessed by this word tonight. Stay tuned. Shalom.
and welcome to Webification Thursday. Today is Thursday, the 20th of January 2022. And we want to bless the name of the Lord for such grace being extended to us. We, we are enjoying the grace of God. And it's a privilege to be alive and to serve God and to love God and to work with Him. And I want to welcome you specially to tonight's broadcast. On Tuesday, um, due to some one or two issues, we could not broadcast as intended. So we've shifted it to today, the 20th of January. And so today is part three of the Holy Spirit series. And hopefully tonight is going to be also amazing as we spend the next hour or so delving into an aspect of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Remember that, um, as I always say, that all the third-party audios that we use on the platform during our ministrations and our teachings services, let's know that we do not own rights to these third-party audios. All right? They are only being used for promotional purposes. And then also, let's understand that we are backed by the law when you look at Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976 we are given that privilege of using third-party audios for the purpose of promotion as well so that is what we are doing now and so once again you're very welcome to tonight's broadcast and tell somebody we are live i can see a lot of people already on tell somebody we are live we are live we are live share it across wow a lot of people are alive right now that's amazing we thank god for such grace that even with social media the lord is still doing his own thing hallelujah it's amazing it's amazing let's share a word of prayer and then we will start tonight's broadcast father in jesus name be exalted be praised be magnified we thank you for all that you do for us tonight we ask that lord you shall teach us again an aspect of the holy spirit and that you shall bring to bear an understanding that we shall receive of you tonight and it shall impact us and make our lives better and better and better in jesus mighty name amen all right so tonight we are moving into the part three of the holy spirit series praise god all right so Let's understand. I, I, I know last week we dealt with um, a few things concerning the Holy Spirit. We looked at the Trinity and then we looked at the Holy Spirit as a person. And then we looked at the Holy Spirit having certain characteristics of a person. right? And then we also looked at personal acts that were ascribed to the Holy Spirit as well. And then also we looked at the fact that... Um, the Holy Spirit is identified with the Father and the Son as a person. And then when you read the scriptures, when you read Matthew 28 verse 19, you realize that the Holy Spirit is named with the Father and the Son in baptism. That's when the Great Commission was given. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Is that okay? And so it's very important that we, we, we got to understand that foundational basis. Alright, so with this... We are looking at the deity of the Holy Spirit tonight. 
And then if time permits us, we will then look into the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. Hallelujah. So we're going to look at the deity of the Holy Spirit. The deity of the Holy Spirit. The deity. D-E-I-T-Y. The deity of the Holy Spirit. And I know that most of us love the Lord. Most of us want to walk with the Lord. Most of us want to follow Him and all of that. And it's important that we do so. And so when we say a deity, we are looking at we are looking at the creator, the supreme being, right? We are looking at a God. We are looking at divine status, divine quality, divine nature. We are looking at all these things. Praise God. So we are looking at the deity of the Holy Spirit, which means we are looking at the divinity of the Holy Spirit, the nature of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's what we are looking at tonight. Amen. Amen. So one of the first things I want to introduce under that is that we have said already and established that in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, the word God that we see there is the plural form Elohim. Hallelujah. Now, the Hebrew word for God in the plural is Elohim. The Hebrew word for one in the plural, sorry, for one, just one, is Eckhart. But the Hebrew word for God in the plural form is Elohim. Praise God. But the Hebrew word for one, O-N-E, one, is Eckhart. Now, Eckhart is a compound unity rather than the word Yakid, which is the absolute one. So, the word Eckhart is a compound unity. So, compound, meaning that a group of people as one. So, it, it is used in, in connection with Elohim. Elohim is the three persons but appearing as one God. Praise the Lord. Therefore, therefore, when you read a scripture like Deuteronomy 6 verse 4, Bible says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. It didn't say the Lord our God are one. He said the Lord our God is one. So, the Lord our God is talking about plural, Elohim. The Lord Elohim is one, one in its entirety. God in his entirety is one, but he manifests himself in three persons. That is why God was able to come out of himself as the son and look at himself and send himself and come down and die on the cross. Hallelujah. So God is one, plural, Elohim, but manifests in three persons. Praise God. All right. So that is... That is that. Now, when we talk about the deity of the Holy Spirit, we, we have to talk about the attributes. That's where we go into the attributes. Okay, The nature of the Holy Spirit. The, div the divine nature of the Holy Spirit. That's the deity. We're looking at the attributes of God in the Holy Spirit. The attributes of God in the Holy Spirit. Now, one of the things, the first thing we look at is the fact that God is eternal. That's the first thing that we have to look at. That God is eternal. God is what? Eternal. Now, when you read the Bible, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 9, and the verse 14, the Bible tells us how much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, eternal spirit, offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God. 
Hallelujah. So it's telling us that how much more then will the blood of Christ. So it was talking about the fact in verse 13 that the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of the hyphens were sprinkled on the people who were ceremonially unclean to sanctify them so that they will be outwardly clean. So we're saying that in those days, it was done like that. But comparing now, how much more now that the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself. So the Holy Spirit, one of the attributes of, the, of God in the Holy Spirit concerning the deity of the Holy Spirit is that God is eternal. Because Hebrews 9 verse 14 speaks of the eternal spirit. So the Holy Spirit is eternal because the Holy Spirit is in God. Hallelujah. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is in God. So if God is eternal, then the Spirit is also eternal. So it, the Bible calls it in Hebrews 9 14, the eternal Spirit. The eternal what? Spirit. Hallelujah. I, I, I believe we are, we are making progress. The eternal what? Spirit. The eternal spirit. The eternal spirit. Alright. Now, eternal simply means from everlasting to everlasting. Eternal. It means that God, God does not have a beginning. God does not have an end. He is everlasting to everlasting. Hallelujah. That is the kind of God we serve. Praise the Lord. Then, the second point concerning the attributes of God in the Holy Spirit is that God is omniscient. Omniscient. I believe that when we're growing up, these are some of the things we learned. But, you know, maybe we would have, we, we, maybe we forgot our, our lessons, our religious and moral lessons. But when we say someone is omniscient, we, we, we say that the person knows everything. The person is all-knowing. So a synonym for that, a phrasal synonym for that is all-knowing. All right, so God is omniscient. Now, the Bible clearly tells us, I think in the book of Acts, chapter 15, and the verse number 18, the Bible tells us that it says, let me start with verse 17, or let me just go to verse 16 to, be, to, be, to make it more understandable. It says, after this, I will return. So this is a quote, okay? Of scripture. He says, After this, I'll return and rebuild David's fallen tent. Its ruins I will rebuild and I will restore it, that the rest of mankind may seek the law. The rest of mankind may what? Seek the law. Even all the Gentiles who bear my name, says the Lord, who does these things. Things known, the verse 18, things known from long ago. So God is all knowing. Beloved, what am I saying? The Holy Spirit is all-knowing because he's found in God. The Holy Spirit knows. The Holy Spirit knows every detail about your life. The Holy Spirit knows every minute detail about your life. The Holy Spirit knows it. He knows what you are going through. He knows what will happen tomorrow. He knows everything. He knows everything. God is omniscient. He says, verse 18, Acts 15, verse 18, Things known. From long ago, things known by who? By the Spirit. When you read the scripture, like 1 Corinthians and the chapter 2, from verse 10 to 11, when you read the King James, King James tells you, But God had revealed them unto us by His word, Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. So, the Spirit of 
of God knows the deep things of God because it's the Spirit of God that searches the deep things of God because God reveals it to us via the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit knows all things. He has the keys to all information. The Holy Spirit has it. How does he have it? He, he gets it from the deepest parts of God. So beloved, what, what an amazing thing it will be to have a deep walk with the Holy Spirit. It means that you will have the deep things of God. You will know the deep things of God. You know the things that the, the things that are not out in the open just for anybody. God will tell you deep secret things via the Holy Spirit. Because God had revealed them unto us by His Spirit. Beloved, God will reveal things to you by His Holy Spirit. For if you do not have that relationship with the Holy Spirit, how will God reveal these things to you? For God can do so. For the Spirit searcheth all things. It didn't just end there. He said, for the Spirit searcheth all things. Yea, the deep things of God. So, the Holy Spirit searches all things. And by so doing, knows all things. But it doesn't end there. He doesn't just know all things. But he even knows the deep things of God. The secret things of God. The things that God does not just release to anybody. A person or a, a person who believes in God, who works with God, who has a deep connection with the Holy Spirit, will receive this information from the deepest corners of the deity of God. Oh, beloved, what am I doing? I'm trying to provoke us into having a deep relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because He's all-knowing. Because He knows all things. He knows all things. Beloved, the Holy Spirit is omniscient, more than Google. Today, we type everything, pam, 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 and then we get the information. So we think the Holy Spirit is, 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 is less omniscient. And we go on Google for every question. But beloved, if you have a deep relationship with the Holy Ghost, you can ask Him any question and He will answer you. He knows all things, even the deep things of God. The deep things of God are not hidden from him. And God revealed the deep things and information to us via the Holy Spirit. So you see, that is a benefit. It's a plus for you when you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because you get to know things. You get to understand things. Because the Holy Spirit, what he does, he's just searching. He's just searching. And knowing the deep things of God. And he brings them to you. He brings it to bear. Oh, glory to God. The omniscient God. So if God is omniscient. And the Holy Spirit is in God. Then the Holy Spirit is omniscient. Hallelujah. Alright. Praise God. Now, our next point. That's point three. God is omnipresent. In other words, God is everywhere. So we can also say the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. The Holy Spirit is what? Everywhere. And the scripture I love so much when it comes to the omnipresence of God is Psalm 139 and the verse number 7. The Bible says, Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? In other words, where will I go from your spirit? Where, where will I flee to from your presence? In other words, you are everywhere. Beloved, God is everywhere. Beloved, the Holy Spirit is everywhere. 
monkeys everywhere. When we have that understanding that he's everywhere, it will even help us and guard our lives aright. He's everywhere. Beloved, he's everywhere. And emphatically, I say he's what? Everywhere. He's everywhere. So he's not only he's not only in church on Sundays. But he's everywhere. I remember one time I was listening to a man of God, Prophet um, Achumanase of the Watered Garden Church. And he said something. He said one day Jesus appeared to him and said that he wants to go to Kumasi. Jesus wants to go to Kumasi, the second capital of the country, Ghana. He says, I want to go to Kumasi. And I want to be there for 10 days. And he said, when he got to Kumasi, and he went to Kumasi because Jesus wants to go to Kumasi and do some work in Kumasi. The question is, aren't there powerful men of God in Kumasi? Of course there are. No disrespect to any man of God in Kumasi. No. No disrespect. But God came, told him personally, because it's God's choice whom he chooses for such things. God announced it. Remember that even though Jesus was on the earth in the flesh, he was still in heaven. Oh, glory. Listen, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. The Holy Spirit is even in the year 2025. He's there right now. He's there in 190 something. Even though it has passed, he's there. Oh, he's everywhere. He's in your bathroom. It doesn't mean he's peeping on you. No way. He's not like that. Praise God. But he is everywhere. When you have that awareness that he's everywhere, when you have that awareness and you wake up in the morning and you have that con consciousness that he's everywhere, it means that he's with you. You wake up, oh, Holy Spirit, good morning. Thank you so much for keeping me during the night. He's, it's just like you're sleeping by your spouse. And, and you wake up and you say good morning to your spouse. Or you are with your best friend, your roommate, and you wake up and you say good morning to your roommate. Because you have the consciousness that they are there. Likewise, he's also there. Oh, thank you, Lord. When we have that understanding that he's there, he's everywhere. All the time he's in every country at the same time it's not that he's in Ghana today and so because he's in Ghana he's not in the UK he's in the UK now as we speak he's in China now as we speak he's in New Zealand now as we speak he's in Canada now as we speak he's in Norway now as we speak he's in all the places omnipresent God. That's why David said that whither shall I go from thy spirit or whither shall I flee 
from thy presence. David was trying to tell us that the Spirit of God is everywhere. And beloved, the Spirit of God is the Holy Spirit. So if God is omnipresent, the Holy Spirit is omnipresent because the Holy Spirit is in God. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Point four. Point four, we want to say that God is omnipotent. Omnipotent. I know these are things that um, we have learned in school over the years, you know. So I think this will be a revision for some of us because it's been a long time. And we know that when we say omnipotent, we are usually referring to deity, where it means having unlimited power, all-powerful. So similar words for omnipotent is all-powerful, or let me say almighty, or let me say preeminent, or let me say supreme. Hallelujah. It could also mean having great power and influence. You are omnipotent. Amen. So God is omnipotent. Now, in the book of Luke, chapter 1, and the verse 35, remember, the angel came and spoke to Mary and said, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest. In other words, the power that came on Mary was the omnipotence of God. Was the supreme power of God. Was the almighty power of God that descended on Mary. My goodness. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So the power of the highest note that the holy spirit shall come upon thee then the power of the highest shall overshadow thee he didn't say god shall come no so so the holy spirit is the third person of the triune god the trinity so the holy ghost shall come upon thee it could also be god shall come upon thee or god will manifest in the holy ghost and the power of the highest the supreme power, the omnipotence of God will overshadow you. Oh, my God. The omnipotence. Beloved, the almighty power of God brought forth, when it overshadowed Mary, it brought forth Jesus. Beloved, the power of God, the omnipotence of God, you have no idea what it can do in your life. The omnipotence of God brought the solution we needed in our lives because we were condemned to die eternally. And the omnipotence of God overshadowed Mary and a solution was birthed out. Jesus was the solution. Beloved, the power of God can hit your life and something will rearrange in your life and it will shock you. Things will rearrange in your life and things will begin to play out as it should. Why? Because there has been an overshadowing upon your life by the power of the highest, by the omnipotence of God. When you receive the omnipotence of God in your life, there's always a change. There's always 
that clear manifestation that comes along with it. The power of God. What am I trying to say here? When we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, we carry power. We carry power. Have you realized when they received the Holy Ghost at Pentecost, from that day, it was power all the way. As they maintained a relationship with the Holy Ghost, it was power throughout. The power, display of power. Left, right, center, it was power. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The power of God will overshadow you. And from that overshadowing, a solution came. Beloved, this year, commit yourself and say that you will walk with the Holy Spirit. And you will see as the power of God comes upon you, you begin to see solutions that could crop up in your life out of nowhere. You begin to see the manifestations of God in mighty ways. You begin to see mighty things happening in your life. All because the omnipotence of God would have invaded your life like never before. Remember, we are, we are on the Holy Spirit. It's the year of the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's exciting to know these things. It's exciting. When these things become real, alive to you, that God is eternal, that God is omniscient, that God is omnipresent, that God is omnipotent, when it becomes alive in your spirit, there's a different awareness that comes with it. Have that awareness. Have that awareness that God is eternal. Have that awareness in your spirit that God is everywhere. The Spirit of God is everywhere. The Spirit of God is everywhere. The Spirit of God is all-powerful. Have such awareness in your spirit. Know that this is the, the one you are working with, the Holy Spirit. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. So when you are going through the wilderness and the dry, the dry seasons of your life, he's all-knowing. He knows it. So why would you be afraid? Because you have a consciousness that he's working with you. He knows it. He knows what you are going through. He knows your crimes. He knows you. the deepest, the deepest part of your of your lives. He's all-knowing. So when you when you have such awareness, when you are when you are conscious of it. It changes your life. It changes your perspective. It changes your view on things. Because you know who you are working with. You know the one you are working with. You know the one you are working with. Wow. The deity of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. So that's four points there. That's the attributes. Now, we're going to look at the works of God in the Holy Spirit. And... It's very important. We have understood the, the attributes of God. Now, we want us to understand the works of God in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are about four points under that. Is that okay? And I'll be briefing it for us so that we, we will get to understand it as we should. Alright. Now, when you look at 
Genesis 1.1, the Bible clearly tells us, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now, and we know, we've established, that the plural word for God, according to Genesis 1.1, is Elohim, which indicates or tells us that God creating the heaven and the earth means that the Trinity God, it means that God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they work together. Hallelujah. Now, when you read Genesis 1 verse 2, Bible tells us, And the earth was without form, and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So Genesis 1 verse 2 speaks of the Spirit moving on on the face of the waters. Hallelujah. Then, in Genesis 1 verse 26, Bible says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So according to Genesis 1.26, it gives us a glimpse of Elohim, the triune God, Trinity, working in harmony to create man. Remember, let us make man in our image. Hallelujah. What am I saying? As the works of God in the Holy Spirit as the first point. Is that the point is the Spirit was active in creation. The Holy Spirit was active in creation. Why? Because the scriptures have given to us, proved to us that the Holy Spirit was took part in creation. He was active in creation. He took active part in creation. Yes. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And then verse 2 tells us, And the earth was without form, and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved over the waters. And the Holy Spirit moved upon the face of the waters. Then we are reminded again in Genesis 1.26, Let us make man in our image and likeness, and let them have dominion. Praise God. Now, when you read Psalm 104, verse 30, Bible tells us, Thou sendest forth thy spirit, they are created, and thou renewest the face of the earth. So, Psalm 104, verse 30, also speaks of the Spirit's part in creation. The Holy Spirit took part in creation. He was not left on the sidelines. He took part. He took part in creation. was not left on the sidelines. Praise God. So the first point is that the Holy Spirit was active in creation. Remember the works of God in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit was active in creation. The second point under the works of God in the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit gives life. The Holy Spirit gives life. The Holy Spirit gives what? Life. Now, when you read um, 2 Corinthians, yes, yes, chapter 3, verse 6, Bible says, Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit? For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Hallelujah. Oh, so it tells us here that. God, through Jesus, has made us able ministers of the New Testament. Not of the letter. In other words, not of the law, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills. It means the law kills. 
but the Spirit gives life. The Holy Spirit gives life. Amen. Wow. So the Holy Spirit gives life. When you read John chapter 6, verse 63, Bible says that it is the Spirit that quickness. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit, number one, and they are life. The words that Jesus was speaking, he said, they are not only spirit, but they are also what? Life. The Holy Spirit gives what? Life. Beloved, we are called unto Christ-likeness. When we receive the word of God, oh, glory to God. The Holy Spirit's job is to bring and mold us unto Christ-likeness. And when we receive Christ into our into our hearts, into our lives, we receive the gift of eternal life through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes to make residence in us, in our spirits, and places the seal of redemption on us. We receive life from the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So the Spirit gives life. Have you forgotten? In the book of Romans chapter 8 and the verse number 10, Bible says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Oh, you see it there? So, so if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. Let me find the, the NIV or the Amplify for us. You you love what it says. Romans chapter 8. And the verse number 10. The Amplified will, will give you some wonderful rendition here. Now, Romans 8 and the verse number 10 says, If Christ lives in you, though your natural body is dead because of sin, your spirit is alive because of righteousness which he provides. You get it? So, even though your body may be dead, Although Christ is in you, your spirit is not dead. Your spirit is alive. And your spirit is alive because of the righteousness which he himself provides. Oh, glory to God. So the Holy Spirit gives life. This is one of the things he does. The works of God in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit. He's active. Well, let me say he was active in creation. And he gives life. And the third point is the Holy Spirit inspired the Bible, the works of God. The Holy Spirit inspired the Bible. The Holy Spirit inspired the Bible. Now, Second Peter chapter one and the verse number twenty-one, very famous scripture. It says, "For the prophecy came not in old time." By the will of man, but holy men of God speak as they were led or moved by the Holy Ghost. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God speak as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Praise God. When you read 2 Timothy 3.16, Bible says, All scripture is God's breath. Given by divine inspiration 
So the Holy Spirit inspired the Bible. Now it says God breath. The breath of God is the Holy Spirit. So in other words, all scripture is what? By the Holy Spirit. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. All scripture. That's why the scripture that we just read is in, in um, uh, what do you call it? Second Peter 1.21 which tells us clearly without fault. It tells us clearly that holy men spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Holy men spoke as they were moved. Holy men what? They spoke as they were moved. So the Holy Spirit inspired the Bible. Amazing. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So the Word of God is real. So when people say that the whole the Bible is just something that men sat down and wrote and conjured and and put things down and said things that they, will make people feel good about themselves and and so on and so forth, it's it's funny. Why? Because the Scripture tells us clearly that no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will. In other words, every prophecy. Look at Isaiah prophesying about Jesus. Look at that. There was no act of human will in that prophecy but he was moved by the holy ghost as he spoke from god so beloved the next time you pick the bible to read understand that these words that you are seeing in the bible they are words that have been inspired by the holy spirit so it tells you that there's there are a lot of things in there that we can grasp for ourselves. There are a lot of things for us in the Word of God. There are a lot of things in us in that Word that pertains to life and to godliness. Don't joke with the Word of God. Don't joke with it. He said, I command, I, call, I commend you to the Word of God and to His grace, which is able to build for you an inheritance among the saints. Wow. The word of God and the grace of God is able to build an inheritance for us among the saints. Bible tells us that when we become newborns of the spirit, born again, we should eat the milk. We should drink the milk of the word. Then we get to a certain stage where we eat the meat of the word. Then we get to the bones of the word. The word of God it's like food to our spirits. It builds us up. It makes us grow. The importance of the word of God. And because the spirit of God searcheth all things and hear the deep things of God. When you are studying the word of God, because the Holy Spirit knows the deep things of God, he will bring to you all the deep things in the scriptures and bring it to light and suddenly all the things you are reading which seemed like it could not be understood with the natural mind by some supernatural means by by the by the fact that the holy spirit is with you he begins to unveil the truth in the word of god to you and something that was so hard for the human mind to understand and comprehend now you begin to just understand it just like that why because the holy spirit who searches all things is now bringing all the things bare in the scriptures to you. Yes. Because he inspired the word of God. He knows the deep things of God. 
He knows it. So the next time you open your Bible to read or to study, ask the Holy Spirit to be part. Invite the Holy Spirit. You don't understand it, ask the Holy Spirit. He will teach you all things, beloved. All things. He didn't say some things. All things. You begin to see and understand the scriptures. Your mind will begin to be open to the scriptures. You will see light in the scriptures. Praise God. The Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. The fourth point. Fourth point. Still looking at the works of God in the Holy Spirit. The fourth point, or the last point under that, is that the Holy Spirit works with the Father and the Son. The Holy Spirit works with the Father and the Son. You can write it down. The Holy Spirit works with the Father and the Son. Praise God. Now, when you read 1 Corinthians 12, I hope you have your Bibles with you, though. 1 Corinthians 12, um, verse 4 to 6. The Bible says that, Now there are distinctive varieties of spiritual gifts, given by the grace and the extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit, operating believers, but it's the same Spirit who grants them and empowers believers. Then in verse 5, it says, And there are distinctive varieties of ministries and service, but it is the same Lord who is served. And there are distinctive ways of working to accomplish things, but it is the same God who produces all things in all believers. Hmm. Now, you realize that in 1 Corinthians 12, 4-6, all I've just read simply means that it's speaking of the Father, it's speaking of the Son, and it's speaking of the Holy Spirit in the ministries of the church. So, we have abilities or special abilities that are given by the grace and the, and the power of the Holy Spirit, which operates in believers, by the same Spirit who then there are other ministries or services, but the same Lord who is saved. So, you realize that the Holy Spirit distributes, but some of the gifts are the gifts of the Father, gifts of the Son, gifts of the Spirit, right? So all these gifts, you realize that there is a correlation between the Holy Spirit, the Father, and the Son. Why? The Holy Spirit distributes all the gifts. As he wills, he distributes them. Hallelujah. So, understand that when you have a spiritual gift, you work hand in hand with the Holy Spirit to grow it, to build it, to make it work. Because we are in a body. And every body, every part of the body needs to be what working for the benefit of the body. So the Holy Spirit distributes gifts to each part of the body. That's you and I. But it does not end there. He works with us cooperatively to bring those gifts to bear for the benefit of the body. 
Hallelujah. It's just like saying that I have, I want to cook some food, but the ingredients are here. So cook it. And as you're cooking it, I'll be here to, to help you as you're cooking it. Amazing. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing. He distributes, but he cooperates with us to bring it alive, to grow in it. Because all that will also lead into bringing us to Christ-likeness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And the last bit for tonight that I want to talk about. I want to give us... I want to end tonight by giving us some scriptures that relate to God and the Holy Spirit. What do I mean? There are some scriptures in the Old Testament that refer to God. But in the New Testament, the same scripture are ascribed to the Holy Spirit, which tells us that they are one God. All right? Now, a scripture like Isaiah 6, verse 8 to 10, the Bible tells us, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go and tell these people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of these people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert and be healed. So, Isaiah 6, verse 8 to 10, this is God speaking. But in Acts 28, I think verse 25 to verse 27, Verse 25 tells us that, And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed. After that, Paul had spoken one word. Well spake the Holy Ghost by Esaias the prophet. So here, the Holy Spirit was speaking through Esaias the prophet. And he quoted the same thing in Isaiah 6 verse 8 to 10. So in the Old Testament, it was God speaking. But in the New Testament, this same scripture is ascribed to the Holy Spirit. It's the same God. Hello? Old Testament calls it God. New Testament calls it Holy Spirit. Same God. They are one God. Hallelujah. The next scripture, Jeremiah chapter 3, 31, sorry. Jeremiah 31, verse 31 to 33. Of course, it's a very famous scripture. I think we all know it. Behold, the days come, say the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by their hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break. Although I was an husband unto them, said the Lord, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. Powerful scripture. In Jeremiah 31, 31, 33, God made a covenant. But in Hebrews 10, verse 15 to 17, especially the verse 15, we see that the, it says the Holy Spirit made the covenant. It says, whereof of the Holy Ghost is also a witness to us. For after that, he has said before, this is the covenant I'll make with them after those days. Quoting Jeremiah 31. So in Jeremiah 31, it says, God made the covenant. In Hebrews 10, 15 to 17, it says the Holy Spirit made the covenant. So they are what? 
one God. Old Testament refers to God, New Testament scripture ascribing to the Holy Spirit. But it's telling us that they are what? One God. Amen. Now, let's also note that there are some scriptures that refer to the Holy Spirit as God. For example, in Acts chapter 5, about the story of Ananias and Sapphira, we know that they lied to the Holy Spirit. And Peter said something also. Peter said, Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Now, he didn't say, Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto the Holy Spirit. He said, Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. So, what is he saying? Peter was equating the Holy Spirit with God. Which is true. They are one. The Father is not higher than the Holy Spirit. They are one. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. And so tonight, we bring this, the third part of our Holy Ghost series, concentrating on the deity of the Holy Spirit. Close. What you are taking home is the fact that let the things you have heard of and learned about become alive to you. That God is eternal. And so one day, you will also be an eternal being. You shall receive the body of Jesus. You shall be glorified. You will live forever and ever with him. God is all-knowing. Have that consciousness. God is omnipresent. The Holy Spirit is present everywhere. Have that consciousness. God is all-powerful. The Holy Spirit is all-powerful. Which means that the Holy Spirit can can blow your mind in a split second through his power have that understanding let that awareness be there hallelujah if not for anything you've heard tonight let these four points ring in your mind let it make you conscious unto the Lord hallelujah and so beloved tonight we will bring it to a close Next week, Tuesday, is part four. And by the grace of God, for next week, which is the 25th of January, at 7 p.m., we'll come with part four. We'll be looking at the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. The work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. Powerful. You can't miss it. Praise God. And tomorrow, God willing, Friday, we have midnight experience at 10 p.m. Just an hour of prayer, 10 p.m. Tomorrow, 10 p.m. Tomorrow, 21st of January, 10 p.m. We're coming your way with prayer. Remember that when we pray, we form things in the spirit. And in forming things, we must understand that it takes time. So Bible says pray without ceasing. Because the more you pray, the more you are forming it. The more it's being formed, it's being shaped out. And finally, finally, it will come out perfected. And the manifestation of your words in prayer shall be manifested in the physical to the glory of God. I want to thank all of you tonight for tuning in. I believe it has been a blessing to us. And I hope that um, we have been blessed by the word of God. And I pray that God this year will take you deeper 
in the Holy Spirit. And that we shall all grow in Him. We shall walk with Him. And we shall see the manifest presence of Him in the mighty name of Jesus. And so thank you so much and enjoy your evening. I pray that tomorrow, God willing, we shall meet at 10 p.m. And I wish you the best this evening and all your endeavors. Remember that the Holy Spirit is closer than you think. Draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh unto you. Tonight, talk to the Holy Spirit before you sleep and tell him, the Holy Spirit, I want to be close to you. I have come. The next time you pick a Bible to read and to study, invite him. The next time you are not sure about a decision, invite him. He shall talk to you. One of the things that he shall grant unto you is the gift of discernment, which will help you in your life. You will not make mistakes. Oh, you will not go where you are not supposed to go and so on and so forth. The Lord will keep you. The benefit of walking with the Holy Spirit. That's why this year is a year of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much and may God richly bless you. And so I sign out tonight saying that thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Alright, so please take care of yourself. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And may God favor you and may His grace continue to shine upon your life. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Shalom to everybody and good night to everyone. Goodbye.
spoken.